Welcome to this episode of the UK Sports Chat Podcast. I'm Joe Williams. Today's episode, I speak with triathlete Sam Holness and his dad and coach, Tony Holness. Sam, better known as Super Sam, is a talented triathlete who happens to have autism. His current goals, which I've taken from his Instagram, are to compete at Kona and to also motivate others with autism. I spoke with Sam and Tony to learn more about Sam's triathlon story so far and how they're approaching Sam's current training for his goals to compete at a world level. Let us know what you think. You can get in touch with us through our social channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It'd be good to hear uh, your thoughts on the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we'll see you next week on the next podcast. Hi, Sam and Tony. How are you? Uh, we're, we're very good. Uh, thank you. Very I have good. Been tra- I've been training every every day, every day of the week. And yeah. Friday is my rest day. I knew today was your rest day. I remember us saying when we spoke last week, so it was a good day for us to arrange this today, wasn't it, Sam? It was. Definitely. Definitely. Good stuff. Okay, so... Um, what is it? Well, let's start with that, Sam. What is it you like to do on your rest days when you're not training? Oh, normally on my rest days, I do uh, uh, someone indoor cycle for for ninety minutes, or a build yep. phase, a strength and conditioning. And if I'm not doing any of those, sometimes I go out out to out for a walk, like to Kingston, for example, or go for shops yeah. or have a coffee in yeah. Costa and sometimes or sometimes I go to the game shop and have a rock. Nice. I love a Costa coffee as well. <laughs> um, what is it that you like about triathlon, Sam? What I like about is the free disappearance, the swim, cycle, the run, the mm-hmm. new the new route for routes, that new the new worlds, and the best of all, getting the med game medals at the end. Yeah, that's uh, I love getting the medals as well. It's a good bit, isn't it? So, speaking of medals, have you do you have a favourite event that you've taken part in? Definitely. My favourite of them all is the Superheroes Try at Dorney. It's Superheroes uh, okay. Try. It's like a fun event with athletes with different disabilities, such, such as autism, Down syndrome, seizures, amputees, either angel man, different types of disabilities. And my second yeah. favourite part I, I is... I had a look at them. Of course, on my second part of the uh, second favorite is that uh, Cascais. Because the best part in Cascais was I cycled through the F1 track in Israel. Oh, wow, that's cool, isn't it? Definitely, that's very cool. Of course, yeah. I had a look at the um. Just for listeners to know, we, we had a chat last week, didn't we, to arrange this, and and you mentioned the, the Dorney Lake event, and I had a look at that, and it looks fantastic. Um, I think we might come and take part in that one next year. 
Um, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Tell me, how do you prepare for these events then? So on the evening before and on the day of an event? Okay. Because I, uh, I prepare a checklist. I have a checklist. Uh, okay. This checklist makes me check what I've got to prepare, like swim gear, cycling gear, and running gear. And best of, and most importantly, water bottles and nutrition. So I check to see if I have everything mm -hmm. with me. Swim to one side so I can mm -hmm. get it on the other side and run it in the other. Just to make sure everything's sorted and ship shape. And for That's for it. dinner Brilliant. for dinner I'm normally a gluten free I eat gluten free. No red meat, just white meat mm -hmm. only. And a special shake. Mm -hmm. For example, mm -hmm. with bananas or with milk and seeds and raisins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that all sounds easy on your gut for the next day for when you're racing. Definitely. Yeah. So do you, yeah. Do you have a favourite discipline out of the three? Swim's my favourite discipline of the three. I mm -hmm. started swimming when I was little. Before I had, before I can speak. Yeah. Brilliant. Swimming also is, makes me bit, makes me confident and relaxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so my my son, I know we mentioned this last time, is autistic and he loves swimming and and he he's he's the same as what you just said. He it seems to really relax him when we take him swimming. Um, so it's that yeah, that's lovely, lovely to hear. Um, I enjoyed your video. I watched it on YouTube, and on there you have got a T-shirt with "Autism is my superpower" on it. Can uh, you yes. tell me? Yeah, and you've got. Oh, I see you've got one on there as well. <laughs> or can you tell me about how you feel your autism helps you with your triathlon training and your racing? Autism is making me motivated, and yeah. I never miss a training schedule. Never late. Yeah. It sounds like you're very focused then. Yeah. It does, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't yeah. matter if I do longer distances, such uh, as a two and a half hour indoor roll. Or a four-hour indoor cycle. Mm -hmm. I I did see on your Instagram that you do big four-hour cycles on Zwift. I've just joined Zwift. Oh God, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I also love the bit in the video where you when when you were saying "shut up, legs go faster." That's a very good um technique when things get hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Tell us about about your training. What does your training week look like at the moment? Well, on on Monday, did a thirty three k run in Richmond Park. Tuesday, yeah. a thirty k row, indoor row, followed by an hour's mm -hmm. indoor cycle. Wednesday, cycle an outdoor cycle in the park. Seven reps, mm -hmm. followed by a hill rep run in 
six here at once. Thursday, a two-hour cycle, followed by a 20k in the row. And today, after the chat, I'll be doing a 10k run, followed by a, a strength and conditioning build phase. Saturday, a hill rep run, followed by a, a 90-minute indoor cycle and a, a, and a build phase. Sunday, hill reps, mm-hmm. reps, and followed by a two-and-a-half cycle, indoor cycle. It's an impressive schedule. Um, so what do, do you do strength training what strength training do you do I know you mentioned the rowing there that's very good for your strength isn't it do you do any specific strength training well I do strength and conditioning such as yeah the example the dumb the dumbbell curls or the, the kettlebell swings yeah. or the deadlifts mm-hmm. and even core workouts for example the side plank or death bug. Very good. And and you're on Zwift, aren't you? I've seen that you're on Zwift. I am. Um, I'm currently at level 48. You're flying. You were on 47 when we first spoke last week. <laughs> I, I was the 47. <laughs> I'm on level 7 now. I was oh. on level 3, I think, when we first spoke last week. I've picked it up a bit. I have a long oh. way to go to catch you up, haven't I? <laughs> a very long way. I've only got two more levels to unmax the cycling. And when that treadmill yes. comes, I'll be using the treadmill for Swift Run. Oh, nice. You're going to do that as well. Very good. I'll make sure to follow you on Swift. You better, yeah. So, last question, Sam. Uh, would you like to give some tips to other people with autism who may not take in take part in sports, but would but they would like to? Don't let your autism stop you not doing in sport. I have just become an ambassador for ambitions about autism. That really is fantastic. Well, you'll be inspiring lots of people to take part. I'm sure in uh, in more sports, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So, so Tony, you've um, so you're a triathlon coach and also Sam's dad. Sam's got some serious performance goals of wanting to compete at you know world level and get and get to Kona. Which races are you and Sam preparing for currently? Well, we were planning to do um, Marbella seventy point three, but that's cancelled. Then we're going to do Mallorca mm-hmm. Ironman as his first one for the year. And that got cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, it's COVID's messing stuff up. So I think we're definitely going to do um, Cork in August and Wales mm-hmm. after that one, as two we think will happen in the, in the time frames. Um, and there's a backup outlaw yeah. seventy point three or something like that. If if, if we get a if, if if the restrictions allow it, you know, give him some race practice because he needs to ra- he needs to race now. Yes, but when was his last race? God, his last race was in probably Kashkai in twenty nineteen, and um, he's done some virtual Ironman 
Ironman races in the interim. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really it. It's the virtual races. I mean, there's just 2020. Just it's last year, isn't it? You know, in terms of races and competing. Yeah. For everybody, basically. What what are your um what are your target times to qualify? What what are you aiming for? So the, the the first the first one is to do sub eleven for his first full mm-hmm. Ironman and, and that's well on I think we're looking at hour swim, five hour cycle, um, four hour marathon, which is ten hours, and then whatever happens in the middle to get mm-hmm. him sub eleven. And he's, he's he's well on his way to doing yeah. that. He just did a virtual Ironman, the seventy point three, sorry, half Ironman, um, and he did that in four hours yeah. forty six. Yeah, and we know wow. there's 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 more time to gain back on that on the cycling. So and four forty six was good. Mm-hmm. He came eighth out of three hundred and eighty three mm-hmm. virtual competitors, and he came third. In the UK, and I think top in his age group, so it, it's it's looking good. It's good, yeah, very good. So, so let's go back to the start of Sam's training. I, I'm really interested in the journey taken so far. So, I, I understand that with autism, yeah, there are challenges, which um, so things like gross and fine motor yeah. skills, and um, as Sam said before, but um, communication as well. What what challenges have you had to overcome together that are presented because of Sam's autism? I think when we started out, I mean, I didn't know anything about coaching, yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what we did is a normal thing. We sent him to Sam, had the challenges of not wanting anyone to physically touch him or touch anybody, basically. He went through that phase for quite a while. So we did what all good parents do. Yeah. We sent him to judo classes, <laughs> where it's it's <laughs> it's full contact. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah. I think the, the 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 answer is that we always you always have expectations of your children, so it doesn't matter what teachers and mm-hmm. psychologists tell you and Ed Sykes and stuff like that. So Sam was always good yeah. at computer games. Yeah, he's, he's, he was a good gamer. So mm-hmm. he could concentrate for long periods and he had dexterity on the computer. So we're thinking, hang on, you know, he can, and he can also yes. type at 40 words a minute. So although the motor skills, fine motor skills weren't there, it, yeah. when he wanted to do something, it's like he could do it. So we had to find mm-hmm. a way to pull that out of him. Um, so he did judo, he got a brown belt, and then we sent him, yeah. he went to... Um, running club, a local running club, because his, we call it, he ran yeah. like Daffy Duck to start with, and then he was a duck out of water, but all of that's gone and improved. And I think it happened because what yeah. the autism allows Sam to do is to, he learns visually, so he can see something, learn it, and repeat it, practice it until yeah. he gets it right. And and that's basically yeah. what we've done with everything. Let's just... Let's not just gloss over what you just said there, because brown belt's a high belt, isn't it, in judo? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one below black, and he'd have got his black belt yeah, if um, COVID didn't happen, and they've had to close the the, mm-hmm. the dojo at the local school. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. But the of course. the best thing is, it's 
he just took to it and um he was the first one at the gym last one out and he'd fight anybody doesn't matter how yeah. big they were third degree dan's he'd be the first guy to put his hand up to fight um so brave yeah. i don't know i wouldn't call it brave but he was brave he was just absolutely he's absolutely fearless like that yeah so um so yeah. you know it's his sensei at um the dojo that caught that named him super sam because he took him from okay. the beginning right i mean it's it's gosh it's really interesting mm -hmm. you asked that question so when sam first went to the dojo he sat on the side for three or four weeks mm -hmm. watching and yep. wouldn't join in mm -hmm. and then he yep. joined in a little bit okay. during the warm-up so it was press-ups and press-ups were hard mm -hmm. yeah because of the coordination of press-ups you know he was bending his back yeah. instead of his arms and that took time to learn for example and there's mm -hmm. still a few exercises like that which are a bit you know a bit difficult but we, we just don't use those now um and then he joined in and slowly yes. gradually i remember the first time he tried to pick up the mat in the gym and to pick it up and put it on his shoulder in the yes. correct way is something he had to learn so I talk about yeah. Sam learning to swim and everybody knows you got to learn to swim, but Sam also had to learn to run properly to get the motor skills. Yeah. Just like okay. I had to learn to ride a bike. Yeah. So it's been that yes. learning process all the way through. Take me through that then. How did you coach, how did you coach him and to, to learn to run? Um, videos. Um, taking it, breaking it down into small, small chunks. So, um, it's about yeah. working out mid strike versus heel strike, getting the right biomechanics. Mm -hmm. Um, and then mm -hmm. he went to the running club, I think Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Tuesdays yes. and Thursdays. And, um, yeah, I had a little altercation with the coach. I seem to always do with coaches, um, okay. because I had a little bit, I had a little bit of expectations of him. I saw, I knew Sam was physically strong, as I think a lot of people with autism, you know, when, yeah. when when Sam used to get angry, I could feel his strength. Yeah, so he had really yeah. strong core strength. Everything yes. used his body yeah. when he, if, if we had to have a little, you know what it's like with autistic kids. Yeah, you got to hold him sometimes. Yeah, and um, he was always strong, and I think yes. the whole thing yeah. was transferring that strength that physical strength into something like running so we had to break it right down from the steps to mid strike not heel strike um to doing strength conditioning and it, it, it yeah. took a, it took a long time um to get him to breathe properly was also key yeah because his breathing mm -hmm. so what what happened is yeah. once he started running you know, you're swimming already then your, your body's forced to breathe in a certain way and once that breathing takes over, it helped to yeah. reduce his anxiety. So that's one reason I think sport oh, is so important. Good. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it controls your breathing. It controls, you know, mm -hmm. if you if you if you're not breathing right, you can't run far. Yeah, when you're tired, you, it forces your body physically mm -hmm. to breathe a certain way. So that's some of the stuff we actually did. And then we took him to park runs, which is also interesting because we had to take him outdoors to run in a group of people. Didn't like crowds. Yeah, 
And then we saw his competitive yes. nature come out yeah. of him. Because he would just chase people all the time. Park run. Yeah. Um, and then you did some 10K races. Did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went for the 10K and then we did a first half marathon. Where was that? It was it was in the river. It was at River Thames, down yeah. the Weybridge. Yeah. And he, he clocked, I think, just around 92 minutes. And he'd never done one before on a winter muddy day. And that was like, where did that come from? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, um, so yeah. it's natural talent. It, it, it's 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 natural, but I think the once you, yeah. So that that's that that's the, the the training, the judo. The same thing happened. He does. He's he can skate as well. He can ice skate. So he went to um, a group okay. at um, called the Werewolves. Yeah, yeah. I'm all the Werewolves down in um, Streatham. Know if you ever heard about them. They're not yep. the founder. Of that I, I don't. I don't know them. I'm... Do you know them? No. Uh, I, I yeah, don't so know them. Look no. it up. Stretch and Werewolves. They run a skating program for autistic kids. And we took Sam there, and he learned to ice okay. skate. You know, it, it took him probably a lot longer than you or I would, but he's he got significantly better because he took his time mm -hmm. to learn and, and repeat. So, lot, lot, lots of things like that. And he is. Where he is today, he's, uh, he's, he just keeps pushing. Uh, he's got a big engine on him, massive engine. Um, and now yeah. we just got to get him faster. Mm -hmm. Sorry, just to go sure. back a stage, I love how you described that. Running it, running is strength in motion, and that's that journey that you've taken through. It's, it's, yeah, it's a really, really good way to explain it. Um, so what... Differences of if you had to do anything different with his strength training, for example. I mean, you mentioned press ups there and things like that because of, because of his motor skills. Yeah, so I think the main thing we've done is to he, he, he had the good things. We got Sam a PT who's a good friend. He's a really great guy, and he helped Sam with the coordination, lifting weights, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, we tend not to do um, big weights, low reps. We tend to use smaller reps, high high reps, um, so it doesn't injure himself. It's, yeah. it's, it's really key, um, and that's mm -hmm. because sometimes to get his back in the yep. right place when lifting heavy weights, he just injure himself, and there's absolutely no need for it. So he does a lot of kettlebells, and I think he yeah. he also I think forgot to tell you he does yoga every night. Yeah, um, okay for stretching and uses the TRX as Very well. So we're using his body weight for resistance. Um, and that, yeah. that's the way we've done it. And we, we don't, I've also moved away from him doing a lot of running as well, just pounding, pounding, pounding. And mm -hmm. I'd say 90% of his running is done around the football pitch or on trail. It's all trail running. So even some of his times I know, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, are not fast, but he's on a trail and he's on a lumpy trail. Yeah, he's not run a marathon on the road yet. And I know he's, mm -hmm. he'll, he'll be fast on the road because the engine's there. Yeah. Um, so all of that is, yeah. is naturally strong. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the main thing for triathlon is strengthening his core. Because if you're in the bike position for a long time, okay. one of the things that happened in Kashkai is that because he was in yeah. the aero position for the whole cycle, he, he got um, IBS. his IBS played up. Yeah. And then he got bloated and cramps. Yeah. 
And for everything I've seen, that's about yeah. him strengthening his core. So what we did, we've done in the last six months is we've moved to indoor rowing for a lot of his aerobic and anaerobic work and strength and conditioning yeah. because it's a full core workout rowing. It's probably the best yeah. exercise. And he's the guy in the gym. You know, when if you go to the gym and everybody, the rowing machine's sitting there on its own, Billy No Mates, yeah? Sam's the guy who's sitting on the rowing machine, yeah. sort of, you know, two and a half hours on it. And people, even the guys in the gym yeah. are saying, he's an animal, yeah? He's he just, but if he has a task to do, he just gets on with it. Yeah, he's yeah. not a 15 minute, mm -hmm. 20 minute guy on the yeah, rowing machine. That's like two hours plus. Um, with intervals or just a straight aerobic session. So we use yeah. the rowing machine a lot. Um, that would strengthen his core, strengthen his upper body for swimming, because there's no swimming on now. So we, we've moved to the rowing machine to to, yeah. to help with that. that. That's kind of leading on to accessibility. How accessible has of, of all parts of training been for Sam? Has it, you know, venues, for example? And so I think about loud music with my son. Like we we don't often go places where there's loud music, which very often there is in gyms and places like that. Is it? Is there anything? Any considerations like that you have to? Yes. So it's take into it's interesting, Joe. We've been through the music one for years and years and years, where you didn't like loud music, did you? Before you yeah. didn't like loud noises. Oh. So Sam didn't like loud noises. Didn't like crowded places. And. Um, mm -hmm. We are good parents, so we took him to crowded places um, where there were lots of noise. So we, mm -hmm. we took him to athletic meets around a lot of people. Um, and I think the way we broke out of it is yeah. I'm a Spurs supporter, so I took Sam to his beloved Chelsea to watch European Nights, mm -hmm. which has yeah. everything that would challenge him. But I know he loved Chelsea more than yeah. the noise. Yeah, and therefore that was sort of the mm -hmm. process towards getting him to be around people, taking the tube with lots of people on, and the noisy environment. So it, it's his mum always says that if you if you the way you, you can get around someone is just distract the person, so you change the environment, and he's so focused on the football. Yeah that he's not worried about the noise of the people yeah. and so excited about being at Chelsea football yeah. club. And I don't know if you've ever been to Chelsea before, but yeah. during the game, they have a section where they sing stand up. If you hate Tottenham, stand up if you hate Tottenham. And of course, what does Sam do? He stands up and he says, my dad is a Tottenham supporter. Yeah. In the middle of, you know, 40,000 people at Chelsea, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, and I just sit there, you know, like, yeah, and it's like, ooh. And, you know, it's, it's okay. So we, we use things like that. I think the big breakthrough with the noise for Sam, biggest breakthrough, is when he went to uni. Mm -hmm. And I think in year two, he started okay. going to the BOP. And it's, you know, you started going to the yeah. you know, BOP there, and it's like there was noise. But I think the atmosphere, the socializing, you know, um, being around his classmates, mm -hmm. you know, mixture of girls and boys, for example, around the girls, it was all of a sudden it was like, this is cool. You know, so every Friday night he was at the BOP and the noise, the noise issue, we, we challenged because I used to, I used to have big reggae sound system boxes and he 
always hated it and I wanted him to get into music like me. Um, and, and now, you know, he's in the house. If he's mm-hmm. playing his own music, he's cool. He's used to the noise of music now because we've always had music in our homes. Um, sometimes he doesn't like it, but yeah. it's, it's you, you never get over it, yeah? Sometimes yeah. you get anxious by the noise. And we always say, go to your room, you know, it's, you know, go on the bike and cycle two hours, you know, get away from us, but we're not turning yeah. it down for you. So we, we, we challenge his space all the time. If we if we were to dig really dig into the nitty gritty of his training, you know, and his and his performance in races at the moment, what's what's that nitty gritty that you're working on? You mentioned core before, but there's there's kind of incremental specifics. Yeah, incremental specifics. Like, so so swim we're cool with, yeah. Um, yeah. Running, it's mm-hmm. about um, speed work. Okay, so his aerobic okay. capacity is huge. Um, so it's about getting the speed work done now. Um, tracks are closed, but we found a f- relatively flat part of Richmond Park that he can do some work in. Um, it's a tarmac, so we're doing some speed work yeah. there. We're going to start doing some speed work, which means I've got to get on my bike, you know, and be in front of him and get him to follow me. So that, yeah. that's, that's my next task. Um, so we're going to start doing some speed work. It's very key. Um, on the bike... Interestingly enough, it's right. about proper gear selection. Okay. Um, we spent mm-hmm. the past few months working on yeah. um, a higher cadence um, type of pressure cycling. So if, if you look at the, the cyclists out there, one thing they say about triathlons is if you cycle in a big gear, you're going to be using the muscles you need to run. Whereas if you're in a, in a lower gear and you're spinning a lot more, yeah. You'll have you'll save a lot more yourself for the run. So we've we've moved up probably from about um seventy-five RPM up to about ninety RPM. So it's more of a Chris Froome type of um cyclist now mm-hmm. than you know someone churning out the big gears. So that's one thing we've done to to, to save his legs. Um yeah. and then bike control Thank is you. really important. So he's not been out a lot because of the winter and the weather. So He's now started to go out in Richmond Park again on his tri bike, in his in his in his in his um, aero position. Yeah. To start cycling there. I think um, the next set of things for cycling is to do. So he's, he does four hour rides. So we know he can ride one eighty k, not a problem. So what we're doing is getting up to. He's, he's riding one hundred and twenty k quite comfortably indoors. So it's riding the other day did a hundred and about hundred twenty k and a five k run. You had to see if you get this thing called jelly legs mm-hmm. afterwards. So after you come off the bike, your legs don't belong to you. Yeah. So I've got him to do a five k run, and then what yeah. I'm going to do is get him to do maybe eighty k and a ten k run, and break all of that down. So eventually, he's doing hundred and twenty k and a half marathon, for example. Then we go back to eighty k and 33k and so on mm-hmm. and we'll get as close as we can to full Ironman um, the way we're doing them we'll do the shorter ones in a brick session back to back but the others what we'll probably do is have him cycle 120k yep. in the morning have some lunch have a rest in the nap in the afternoon he calls it a federal two hour nap every day and then he can get up in the evenings and yeah. and, and do his half marathon or 33k so it, it's it's we don't have to do everything together because I don't want to overstress his body. Um, mm-hmm. 
but that whole break between morning yeah. and afternoon, so it's two sessions a day, and then a, you know probably once a week will or, or twice a week will really stress him, and then it'll give him a day afterwards to recover. So it's about every mm -hmm. most of it's about getting speed. It's about getting speed yeah. on cadence. About proper gear selection. Um, the final thing, which I think is going to be yeah. a challenge, it's a challenge for everybody, is me is a mechan bike mechanics. Fixing the chain slip, repairing a flat, yeah, yeah, yeah on the road because we use two mm -hmm. less tires at the moment, and that's going to be the old gooey white stuff in there if he's on the road changing. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. A lot of what we're doing now is the mechanics. You know, touch wood, he's not had a flat, yeah, but yeah. bike mechanics is important. I don't want him to DNF yeah. because he can't fix his bike. Are there any extra considerations for the two of you? So, so you say you're going to go to Cork, for example, or or, um, or Wales. I love it down there, by the way. Tenby is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Cork. So, are there any extra considerations for the two of you when you travel to events? You know, I'm, I'm thinking. So when when my son goes. Um, we have support from a local hospice, so we'll make sure he's got all of his teddies set up the way he has them set up in his bedrooms. He's he, he's eight, and that he, that comforts him. Is, it, is there any is there any things with travel that you have to consider and make sure they're in place? You know what, Joe? It's taken time to get to where mm -hmm. we are, and I think I, I tell everybody yeah. that when they meet Sam, it's the twenty eighth. You know, he's twenty eight next week. You're seeing him at twenty eight. And not at eight, ten, twelve, or whatever. Yeah, so you, you're you're seeing nearer the end product and all the stuff you go through in the middle. Um, and and I know yeah. when Sam travels now, even we're on the plane. So you pack your own bag, don't you? Yeah. What do you put on that bag in your bag when you travel on the plane? Normally, I pack my my DVD player, portable DVD player, my games such as three discs or my Switch, some magazines, and. Uh, it's to do, it's to do co and some snacks. Yeah, so he has his pack that he carries with him, so he can listen to music, watch DVDs, videos, mm -hmm. the things that calm him down that are familiar. The the big one that we yeah. made mistake yeah, with yeah. over the years is he he can't eat. Um, he has to have gluten free, no red meat two days before he travels on a plane or does long journeys. Just upsets his stomach. Mm -hmm. And the last time, where were we? We're coming back from yeah. went to see his grandparents in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And coming back on the plane, he did the biggest Ralph you could mm -hmm. ever see on the person sitting in front of him. And <laughs> it was like everything just came out. You know what I mean? It's like, and I'm just sitting there and I'm going, you know, it's all over me as well. And his mum I'm going, oh my God, this woman screamed. You know what I mean? But we, we, we just... We, we thought he was okay, we planned, and then we just stopped and had a quick meal before the flight, and that just set yeah. everything off. It just, the, the, the bloating mm -hmm. and the pain, and it's, I mean, that was for eight hours, you know, for, you know, as soon as the two was up, six hours of just like the pain, it was, it's awful to see, but um, once it came out, he was cool, you know, he just put his headphones back on and watched a video, <laughs> you know, it's, um, the poor woman was, had this stuff in her hair, Sam spoke about it before as well, didn't he? So that's what he's taken forward and now as as part of his preparation yeah, so, for for races. So, so it was so a that, good learning. Exactly. Those are the mistakes we made. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing is, Sam's mistakes. I can hold my hand up as dad, coach, caring parent, and saying we should have seen it. So we we're learning as well. And 
Um, so the prep, the prep, the prep is also has to get his bag ready. I pack the bikes, break down the bikes. I carry the bags. I make sure the nutrition. I mean, I, I, I'm this bag carrier and taxi driver. He just sits in the back and chills out. I mean, my my job is to do the mechanics, pack the bikes, everything. I drive them there. I get them up at four o'clock in the morning and drive to an event. I get everything ready the night before with Sam. Um, and and he's what I'm doing is giving him more responsibility in terms of his checklist and billing a checklist to get things yeah. done. But um, you know, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm taxi driver, bag carrier. I mean, you know what it's like. I I, I, I just that, that's my role. And afterwards, it's like yeah. I'm the guy sitting on the side with his mum, worrying: is he going to be all right? Is he going to come back when he goes off on a you know a forty k cycle and stuff like that? So it it's. It's rewarding. Yeah. It can be scary. Yeah, but it's what he does. What he does. A lot of my questions really are pointed towards barriers. And um, if I think about just in in general, and I, I mean yeah. in society, so nine out of ten places we go, there's probably not the right changing facilities. You know, let alone let alone people championing. Um, people with additional needs taking part in sports, you know, at, at high levels like this. What what are the what are the support and th- and things are needed in your opinion to make to make sports more accessible for people with additional needs? Look, there, there, there's there's so much. I, I, I can't even you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's probably a whole other podcast on this. So the first thing is coaches. Yeah. So yeah. coaches need to be trained. Or coach to coach people like Sam, um, and in saying that, they have to have high expect. They need to have reasonable expectations of them. I call it about mm-hmm. finding mm-hmm. somebody's gift. Okay, the thing that makes them happy, yeah. makes them smile, and then nurturing that and bring it to the fore. So a lot of coaches um, meet someone like Sam, and they sort of go oh, autism. He's not necessarily interacting with me, talking to me. So he took, they talk to the other people. As a matter of fact, sometimes when I'm with him, they talk to me and I've got to say, speak to Sam. Yeah? He's, 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 your, he's, he's the athlete. Mm-hmm. He's your customer. Yeah. Don't talk to me. It's like I've got to translate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a little story behind that, that when he was at school, they, his, his house had a, a local um, comp, comp yeah, and um, they had a swimming meet. And they wanted volunteers to swim. And they sent a note home with Sam saying, can he swim? Does he understand what swimming is? And Mark, he's been swimming since he's been three or four. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the best swimmers in the school. And they just totally overlooked him. And probably overlooked him because he wasn't a great footballer. You know, he he, he wasn't a gobby kid, that sort of stuff. You know, so he, he wasn't shy, but he just wasn't necessarily seen. In that light, for example, so talent spotting, coaching. The other big one that I, um, the other big one that I'm, I'm really concerned about that I'm, I'm, I'm chasing now is in the triathlon world. The World Triathlon Council, um, and I use the word discriminate, and I'll, I'll use it because it's the only way I can see it. They will not allow athletes with intellectual disabilities to participate in the paras. 
he can't because he has a limited disability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only allowed for athletes with physical disabilities to go to the, the Paralympics. And then Sam can't do Special Olympics because his IQ is greater than 75. Yeah, so he's in this world okay. where he's, not, yeah. he's just got to compete against neurotypical athletes. So he's when he goes out in a race, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and the reason he's doing distance races as well is because if you're doing sprint or Olympic distance triathlon, it's tactical. It's always fast. Everything's fast. The transition's fast. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just quick, quick, quick. Where at least in uh, Ironman, he has time because you can catch up on the road or catch up on the bike. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so you might lose, you know, 30 seconds a minute in the transition. He can make it up. But if you lose a minute in an Olympic or sprint distance, you can forget about it. You're not going to place well. And that's one of the reasons we're having him doing longer distance as well rather than the others. So it, it's 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 not necessarily set up for – Sam's not set up for the tactical type of race. You know, more tactically, just needs, he can just go out there and, mm-hmm. and, and do his job. I think I always compare it to um, – um, is it Borg, I think? Beyond Borg's dad said to him when he was training him, you know, tennis, just hit the ball over the net as far as hard as you can and as far away from the guy in front of you. It's it was that simple. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, none of this so, you know, and that's all ball. That, yeah. that that's that's that that's all he did. Yeah. Um and and that's what I tried to do to simplify it. So you talked about barriers, um, Olympics, the coaching, schools, you know, I, I suppose the other one is identifying talent. Yeah. So there, I think there are lots mm-hmm. of people like Sam out there, lots of athletes like Sam. And I'm not saying they're triathletes or runners. That they they yeah. could be doing anything, you know, from, you know, I don't know, wheelchair, volleyball, um, bocker, anything like that. But they're not living yeah. talent. And I think the other thing is, which I'll raise, and I'll, I'll do it, is that if you look at triathlon, aside from Sam's autism, there's hardly anybody who looks like him. Now, Sam doesn't care about that. He just gets on. Yeah. But for me, I'm trying to make the sport more inclusive and more diverse. Yeah. And that's not just about, you know, black kids. I'm talking about kids from poorer backgrounds as well, you know, to get involved in the sport, um, especially yeah. endurance sports, yeah. swimming and all of these yeah. sports. So that's something I'm doing in the background with with, with, with a mate of mine to to create that. We're trying to set it up with Ambitious About Autism to, to get more um, people with autism yes. into sport. That's one of the reasons they made him an ambassador. I know you described the journey that you've been you've been through over the years. Uh, has Sam's recent success with triathlon um, impacted his skills away from sport? So social, for example. And... The big answer is yes. I, I I can't. Maybe the big word is confidence. Yeah. You said it, it's um... yeah. Yeah, you said last week, didn't you? You said because um, for, for all the listeners, we had a we we prepared this by having a phone call last week, didn't we? So we could meet each other properly. And you said to me that twelve months ago, perhaps Sam might not have been able to yeah. do an interview like this. Um, is it? Yeah. So yeah. That, so that so um, I probably like judo said to Sam, "Come on, interview. Off you go." And you know we yeah. just dive right in and I think 
the first six months, maybe even longer, even recently, I'm sitting here just waiting to jump in and help him and answer his questions for him. And I'm having to learn to sit back a lot more mm -hmm. and let him get on with it. And it's just that the confidence, the ability to to interact with people, it, it's, it's simple things. It's before sport, you know, to get Sam to go into Costa Coffee and order his own tea and coffee wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. Mm -hmm. And now he goes in and does that. He goes to Kingston and he has mm -hmm. a. He goes to the restaurant on his own, has a pizza, orders a pizza, and and so on. And it's that independence it's given him as well. Um, you know, uh, going mm -hmm. to the gym. You know, Sam just packs his bag, gets on the bus, goes to the gym, checks in, comes back, puts all his stuff away, and he's better than me. I always leave my goggles or something behind. He's never left anything. Yeah because it's 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 routine repetitive and yeah. so on yeah um so stuff like that has been for us quite big like you know go and get the bus go and do it on your own find your own way back you never get it doesn't it's not going to get lost but i think everything works when everything is working mm -hmm. it's when things are not working that that it becomes mm -hmm. interesting um yeah and i think what's the best story about that i think he was going to university and the trains were cancelled he had a He's never been late for a lecture, mark you. Yeah? So he gets the 922 train, is it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it is. 922. Train's cancelled. And he thinks, my God, I'm going to miss my 10 o'clock lecture. Now you think, what would we do? So how does he problem solve? So he thinks, right, I'm going to get a couple of buses. Sam runs to uni. <laughs> yeah, four miles away with his backpack on. <laughs> And the lecturer says time. to him, Sam, we know the trains are down. It doesn't matter if you're late. But he doesn't like being late. Yeah, it's like a DNF for him. So he ran. He ran to uni mm -hmm. with his backpack on. Yeah. And that's Sam in a nutshell, I think, actually. Brilliant. Well, I've, I've, I've loved yeah. chatting to you both. Um, there's so much. I, I, often, I often say that this... <laughs> When I speak about my son, he's nonverbal, and I say I learn more off him than I do any other person on this mm -hmm. planet every day in how to live your life, and he, and he can't speak. And the things that you've the things that you've told us there, I mean, just the story of patience and persistence and resilience. So sitting at judo for four weeks before he actually joined in, and then you know the focus and the determination and the and the and the will, etc., to you know com compete. It's um, Finding finding that spark, that one thing that works. That everything you're describing applies to everybody, but we but not everybody will apply themselves and dedicate themselves or take the time. So there's there's so much that people with additional needs can give to society, and there's it's great that you're championing that. And um, Sam, it's amazing that you're um, a an ambassador now, and that you are. You are going to inspire more people, I'm sure, to take part in sports. It's really brilliant what you're doing, mate. Yeah, that I am definitely. Thanks very much for coming on and chatting to me on the podcast. I really look forward to following, following your racing and uh, over this year and following your journey. Where can where can everybody follow you on um, on social media and can can people? Yeah, what, what's your handle so people? Handle can follow? on Instagram is. 
at Sam Holness Try. One word, yeah. Yeah. And his website is samholness.com. Mm-hmm. One word, yeah. We'll share that in the in the podcast notes as well, yeah. so people can follow and, you. And, Thanks ever so much. And, and for... Joe, look, what you've just said, and I didn't say it there, but I'll tell you, you can put it in if you want to, but I think for me, my blessing is that I've got to know Sam as a man at 28, which if he'd left home and got married and had children and whatever, I wouldn't have had this experience with him. And as a dad, that I can't put money on that right now. You know, the times you want to get out of the house or whatever. I, let, I got kicked out of home at 17, yeah, like a lot of people did at, at that time. But I have had a chance to get mm-hmm. to know him. And that's the that's what he's done for me, basically. Yeah, so that, that's, 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 um, yeah, it's that's just saying about your, your, your boy as well. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just understand, I understand entirely. Big thank you from me to Tony and Sam for coming on and chatting to us. And uh, do give Sam a follow on his Instagram channel at Sam Holness Try. Holness is double S T R I, Sam Holness Try. Thank you very much for listening and we'll we'll see you on the next podcast.